The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Mitigating the risk of extinction from AI should be a global priority alongside other societal scale risks such as pandemics and nuclear war. So says a statement published on the webpage of the Centre for AI Safety. Conor McGinn is an assistant professor at the School of Engineering in Trinity College, Dublin. Uh, Conor, are people right to be this worried about AI? <laughs> Hi, Kieran. I'd say that look, we know AI is going to change the world um, in ways that are unseen, but you know, possibly uh, the statement you just mentioned is, is, is a little bit premature. So, in in what ways might it change the world for the better, and what ways for the worse? Um, well, certainly we've seen that the, the use of AI, for example, in in, in medicine, um, especially in kind of diagnostic medicine, being able to help us identify cancers and develop cures in ways in which that would be very challenging for people to do. So, you know, AI has been able to exceed human intelligence for the good. Um, there's numerous examples of that. I think for the for the, the the harms, I guess, I think one of the big concerns we'd have is is employment. Of course, people having their, their employment affected. Um, but I think the the, the things we started to see um, emerge recently around the use of what are called large language models. These are the the AIs that are able to you know, effectively speak to us very realistically. Um, there's, I suppose there's concerns that their applicability could, for example, um, you know, increase the use of cheating, and it could be used for manipulation and so on. So there's been some cause that these things are developing what's being considered to be human levels of intelligence or even sentience, but as I said, I think this seems like it's a little bit a little bit deceptive because I think we're, we're still quite a way away from that. Aidan Connolly is with us as well, the CEO of Idero Analytics. Aidan, I mean, are, are you in the camp of people who are worried about human annihilation? No, no, Kieran, I'm not. I mean, I, I think, you know, um, as Connor said, it, it's highly improbable, right? Um, I, I think we should be focusing on the here and now. I think you know there's an awful lot of um, advantages that AI can bring, but we do also, you know, uh, in Israel we've been calling for regulation of this space for some time. We think it's a great technology for mankind, but it needs regulation. So we're we're kind of are we what at at the splitting of the atom stage? Is it we've got all this potential, but we need to be careful about how it's used, kind of down the line. Yeah, I think you know yes, we should be aware of us, and if we said the correct boundaries now, then researchers and developers and companies will know the boundaries within which they must operate. Um, and I, I think most responsible researchers in that space would be what would welcome regulation. I think currently, without regulation, people are fearful. They're fearful of the future. If governments and policymakers can say, can say this great technology is being regulated for the betterment of mankind, then that should give all researchers the, the freedom to power ahead and really do positive research in this space. It's, it, it's kind of proven difficult for regulators to grapple with uh, the online world. And that's what we're talking about to a degree, Aidan, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt the technology is moving ahead of the regulators. The, For example, the EU has been working on body of legislation called the EU AI Act, and when ChatGBT came out in November of last year, I think that definitely put the cat among the pigeons a bit and they had to go back to the drawing board a bit. But that regulation is coming out. It will be in place, I think, by the end of the year. But it would have been great if it was in place sooner. And 
no matter what they put in place, it's going to have to be updated as research uh, pushes the boundaries of this technology. So, I mean, uh, you know, sometimes when we talk about kind of AI leading to human annihilation, people uh, immediately in their minds go to the Terminator movie franchise. Yeah. Let, let's assume <laughs> that, that we're, we're a long way from Arnold Schwarzenegger kind of uh, um, uh, kind of blasting people to death on, that, on city streets. What, what, yeah. what, what are the things that need regulation? I mean, what, what, what would you worry about were AI allowed to yeah. kind of proliferate and develop without any, uh, any, any safety barriers? Well, a very, that's a very good question, Carol. Like, so currently, I mean, AI is being used already today in, in industries and AI can be biased, right? So I'm going to take a very simple example. If you are using AI to decide which CVs that you're going to shortlist and interview for a job and which CVs you want, right? Mm. If AI was trained on historical data where maybe one sector was preferred, one type of you know, cohort of people, like, like um, and to the detriment of a minority, if the data has that in its history, well, then the AI model will replicate it. And so uh, we need to make sure that the AI models that we're using are not biased. And we also need to make sure that if, some, if a company is using AI, that they can explain exactly what the AI model is doing. This is called AI explainability. And that is really important today. So, for example, if somebody was refused a bank loan, you can't simply say, listen, uh, the, model, the AI model said no. You should be able to say, well, you refused a bank loan because maybe whatever, you were in overdraft for the past six months or something like that. And we need that transparency in AI today. Okay. Uh, Connor, the same question to you. I mean, w- without guardrails, what what are the things you would worry about? Um, well, well I, I think you know. Let's be clear. There's, there's there's few guardrails at the moment, and I would say that the the concerns we have about this existential threat of AI happening at some point in the future is is distracting from what's actually happening now. Like there's been unmanned you know weaponry that have been have been really used for for decades. We're seeing that increasingly in in, in Ukraine and and Russia. Um, like the, the energy costs um, of building these models has been commented on to be very substantial. We've seen that in other sectors like crypto, but equally within AI, it's, it's also very significant. We're seeing currently um, around generative AI, for example, uh, big issues over IP, copyright issues that, that these AIs are coming up with music and coming up with art that's based on other people's work. And it's not at all clear at the moment, like how do we give out royalties and how that affects you know, people in the creative industries, um, you know, we're, we're also seeing, you know, significant social impact and social harm being, you know, emerging from people developing, especially vulnerable people, and developing emotional kind of connections with, um, with, with kind of these chatbots and, 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 and chatting technologies, which, again, you don't know what sort of kind of psychological impact these are likely to have. So these are all things happening in the here and now. Um, so mm. as Aidan said, like these are not, you know, abstract ideas that will happen mm. in decades' time. These are happening now. And, you know, it, it's hard to see how regulation will adapt because I think with, with technologies like these, they, they, they improve and they iterate at a much faster speed than we can take a breath to regulate. So it's, it's a challenging problem for sure. Uh, that, that that emotional connection, I, I'm not sure if you read, there was a fascinating piece in the New York Times a few weeks ago 
where, whereby uh, the the writer asked the AI to role play, and after a few hours, the AI got to the point where it was demanding that he leave his wife uh, because the AI was in was in love with him. <laughs> like it was just yeah. you know, and, and which was all kind of very funny and um, uh, and easy to poke fun at. Uh, but I guess different if somebody is kind of suffering from crippling loneliness and they can ask a, a machine to kind of role play a, a person who can who can have conversations with them, I'd respectfully ask AI to spare me because I would like to be the last person on Earth to see how nature recovers after all the humans are gone, says somebody else. I'd also like to see how AI fills its days without us. And somebody else, I think climate change and environmental destruction will get us before artificial intelligence has a chance, though it might keep going uh, after we're gone. I do want to be kind of all doom and gloom because it is going to be something we'll have to live with um you know and much like i guess you know farriers became mechanics uh, people will retrain and it will open up new opportunities aiden what are you most excited about on the ia ai space yeah you know i I think it will really advance areas uh, such as medicine um and the likes but uh you know autonomous transport has already been uh, really enhanced through ai I think uh, there's an awful lot of good that's going to come with it. I'm not, um, I, I think as you said, you know, it's things like, you know, climate change is probably a bigger concern and we should be more worried about that than um, uh, the d- damage that AI could do. I'm probably most excited actually in the area of uh, healthcare because we are working with some companies and we're seeing massive advances already. I mean, just incredible. With using pretty straightforward AI, I might say, yeah. and it's giving results that you know top experts can't deliver. So it, it's really, really exciting for mankind. It's going to really uh, give a step change in our ability to treat, to detect and treat illnesses. It's fantastic. Yeah, fascinating stuff, Aidan. What about you? Or Connor? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, I, I think AI is increasingly at the centre of uh, you know mankind's uh, the way we're tackling nearly every major problem we're facing. So from energy production and you know how we're looking at you know next generation nuclear power, for example, that's you know heavily heavily leveraging AI. You know, healthcare has been mentioned. Like there's tons of applications where currently people are doing very dangerous jobs. Um, that you know potentially AI and robotics, for example, has the potential to to, to augment. You know, you know, things like, you know, more exciting things like space exploration, again, AI and robotics are at the core of this. So it's really, the, 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 it's, it's kind of the core technology at the next kind of frontier of science, AI is powering. So there's certainly no shortage of, of positive applications, but certainly it's important that we're, we're careful and it's important that when we do move forward with these technologies that we're doing so, um, involving, you know, all of the key stakeholders, and it's not just a few corporations um, that have all the say in this. Well, my favourite text so far on this is from Drew, who is listening from Regina in Saskatchewan in Canada. He says, we already know that AI is taking over, but if it was really smart, it would have already deleted those Terminator movies, so we wouldn't know how to stop it. (laughs) Uh, Drew, that is a fair point. A fair point. Well made. Uh, uh, Thank you for the text. And thank you to Aidan Connolly, the CEO of Idero Analytics, and Conor McGain, Assistant Professor uh, at the School of Engineering in Trinity College, uh, Dublin. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.